When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment like music news. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. You know what I keep forgetting to watch is that Ed Sheeran documentary. Isn't that already out? I think it is out. It looks really good because it looks like it goes deep. You know what I mean? Yeah, he gets personal. It's not some fluff piece about like, here are all of my hits. Right, exactly. Speaking of his hits, um, I think it was the first song that got him his Grammy, I believe. Grammy, yeah. Is for Thinking Out Loud. And he is in court defending himself against claims that the song is a ripoff of Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. This week, he raised the stakes. His lawyer asked him if he, what he would do if the court rules against him. And he said, if that happens, I'm done. I'm stopping. I find it to be really insulting. I work really hard to be where I'm at. Um, and I, I kind of get that. But by stopping, I mean, he's depriving me. Of more beautiful music. Thank you. I I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's the emotion running a little bit hot right now. I get it. He feels, and frankly, it kind of bolsters his case, right? If the jury, is there a jury? Yeah. All right. So if the jury hears that, I I don't know. I guess they're supposed to not focus on that. I guess. it shows that he's like really passionate about this. This is not just all right, cut him a settlement check. It's like I find this insulting. I work hard at this stuff and I'll just stop if I have to. That would not happen. I would bet I would bet a couple of mortgage payments that that would not happen. Maybe it would take a year off, maybe he'd get all irritated, but then let me tell you what he would do. What would he do? He would come back and it would be he it would be creatively titled the world tour would be creatively titled. And then he would just sell out and make another like seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, he could retire yeah. if he wanted to. Do you want to hear a little mashup of um, the the two songs? Yes, please. Okay. Here we go. Okay, so nope. the chord nope. structure uh-uh. on the verse is the same, but his sing it's he's singing on different eight, beats. Eighty five thousand songs. This is garbage. This yeah. is a waste of everybody's time. The chorus, the bridge. If I was dead, I'd be so irritated too. Yeah. The, the the piece of evidence that they offered up last week, the defense, Ed Sheeran's team, 
which was that British show saying, hey, look, here's how many songs you can do when you just do whatever it was, D, C, A minor, G. And it was like a gazillion of your favorite songs. Yes. And not all using those chords, using that same exact chord progression. This feels to me like an absolute money grab. Yeah. It's it's not like he said, let's do it on. Yeah, it's He didn't try. This is different. This is different. Right. This is stupid. I'm over yeah. it. He's saying, you're trying to diminish my success. Uh, Thinking Out Loud was my first Grammy, and he finds this very insulting. And again, I I think we mentioned he regretted having settled with somebody on another song. Yes, yes. He said that that sort of, I think, left some residue. Right. Where it was like, that almost seems like I'm just saying, yeah, I ripped it off. And so he's saying, I'm mad as hell. And I'm not going to take it anymore. Broad, broadcast news? No, but not a bad guess. Um, uh, it's from... Terms of Endearment. No, no. It's from Squid a Game. TV. It's a TV t- uh, news situation. Oh, my God. People are probably screaming right now. Now we have to find it. Mike. I got it. Network. Thank you. Dang it. I think Jane Fonda does it. That, that's a movie. It Correct. is a movie. Yes. But you're on the right track, Steve. Thank you. Yeah, with broadcast news, right? We, yeah. Uh, I love that movie so um, much. You should watch that movie. I will say these words now about music. Okay. The inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced this morning, I believe. They were. Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. Running up that hill. Cheryl Crow. Mm-hmm. Missy Elliott. Yep. George Michael. Yes. Willie Nelson. Love it. And uh, in Rage Against the Machine. Okay. And then they've got some other, the Spinners, DJ Cool Herc, Link Ray, The Spinners, remember we were listening to some of that music and we were trying to decide who should get in and we were like, oh my God, Spinners got to get in, got to get in. Spinners. Their music is Spinners are in. Oh, legendary. Thank Shaka Khan. I also, when we did this with Shaka Khan, I was like, oh, she's got a lot more hits than I realized. Um, Al Cooper, Bernie Toppin, and Don Cornelius. Some of those are like honorary things, and they're sort of different versions. But anyway, they're all in. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is Rage Against the Machine, yes? Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you want to hear a new song from Shaq? Rubber band, rubber band man. Um, He's got a new song with Blackway, and the name of the song is... King Talk. Check it out. I can get down with that. That's fine. I used to listen to Shaq's rap back in the day. You did? When he had an album before. And he oh had a song gosh. called I'm Outstanding. Uh, Zamboni? Yep, I got you. If you could. The, I, I'm Outstanding was like my favorite song. I loved it. And I would listen to it all the time. And it made me feel like I knew about Shaq's upbringing. And he was a you know, big fan of himself. When the title was I'm Outstanding. <laughs> And then, you know, what, 25 years later, come back with King Talk. Uh, but that sounds good. That kind of reminds me of The Rock did um, uh, Face Off recently with Tech 9 and some other guys uh, a couple years ago. And it sounds similar. Okay. You know, you kind of know it's someone different that you're not used to hearing from all the time. But it works. It works. Oh, yeah. This is the kind of tape that I would stop, write down the lyrics. Oh, yeah, sure. Rewind it. Oh, I did that. Do it my again. Write down more lyrics. Ch- my whole and I learned the whole song. Formative oh, years. Oh, my gosh.
But, you know, back when we were listening to vinyl, all the lyrics were written on the sleeve of the album. Those were the so days. So you would just hold, do it, and then you'd put the needle back a little bit and then sing it again. Those were yeah. the days, man. You were like my best friend, man. Uh, right. How about we take a break? Okay. We have a couple of goodbyes to say. Yeah, we sure do. Um, One is going to be for all you coupon lovers out there. Mm-hmm. We've got some bad news. Yeah. And frankly, for all you milk lovers out there, we've got some bad news. Oh, no. We'll get into it. When we come back, you're listening to the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. The Big Zamboni's with us as well. It's going to be a great day. Whose voice is it anyway? That's oh, coming yeah. up at 1130. Are we good to go? We're good to go. All right. I even got an updated score, Ooh, so we're ready to Oh, run. good. Okay, that's exciting. And also the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, yes. of course, uh, coming up in the next 12 minutes, so stick around for that. In the meantime, it is the end of another era. No more clipping grocery store coupons. Do you guys read? Well, you guys, I don't know. You might be too young. There were, I believe, like double coupon days. So... People would schedule their grocery shopping around such days to save more money. You cut out the coupons and the Sunday paper, and then you wait for that, you know, double coupon day. Or just coupons. Just bring your coupons. But, um, yeah, the largest grocery chain in America, which is Kroger, is ditching its weekly newspaper ad circulars, which advertised the latest specials and provided the coupons that you clip. Now, um, now that the specials will move on uh, entirely online and through like loyalty apps and things like that. So, yeah, they all want you to download the app. Those apps are pretty slick sometimes. They are, but it just takes up so much space on your phone. You know, I don't think the apps are what's taking up a lot of your space, it's usually photos. It's usually photos. And I don't mean space, I mean space. You visual space, space on oh, okay visual like oh gosh where is that app blah 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 you know it's like okay where's my target app where's my mcdonald's yeah. app where you know it's just it's a pain in the a hey hey Donna. unbelievable <laughs> did anyway. you do this because it wasn't too long ago that the extreme couponers shows were hot exactly right what a you want to talk about a pain in the A. How about yeah, being delivery. behind those people in line? Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch that show? Yeah, they would run yeah. up a bill that was like $800, and then they would insert the coupons, and the total would be $7.02. Mm-hmm. And you'd be thinking, could we just open another register? Well, what I, I really liked about bacon. that show was a lot of these people used the coupons to donate to food shelves and things like that which i thought was great was that right i don't remember that as much oh i, I definitely do stockpiles in their basement there were those people too but then those there were the, the people, people I remember. who you know volunteered at a church and then they happened to be extreme couponers and then they would you know get all the deals and then go and donate and it didn't cost them anything all right well that's sweet Donna, couldn't you have stayed a touch more cynical on that with me? (laughs) 
Well, you're right. Most of the people were not those people. But anyway, a Stanford University study back in 2006 found that at least 10% of shoppers chose their store based on each week's ads. But that was almost 20 years ago. So that percentage is probably much, much lower now. People aren't buying the newspaper like they used to. I'll tell you something you don't see a lot of anymore, and it was an app. Probably It is an app. Groupon. You're right. Groupon was hot. You're there right. was a time when it was like, oh, there's a Groupon for that. There's a Groupon. Get a Groupon. You got a Groupon? <laughs> I don't think Groupon. I... I think maybe I did Groupon one time for like a massage. Yeah, that's a great thing to do it on. Yeah, man. Yoga class, Groupon. Kayaking, yeah. learn to kayak, Groupon. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like this is an SNL sketch. Kayaking. What did you use to Groupon? Groupon. Groupon. Man. Intro golf lesson? I almost want Mike's Groupon. name to be Groupon. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> um, grouper. You know what a grouper is? A fish? Yeah. Ah. You can eat them. You sure you can. can. And now you can eat a um, 3D printer made grouper. I think they're a, a fish fillet. I don't know if they're going full grouper. It said grouper. Just yet. Grouper? Yeah, look in yesterday's show and click on the linky link link. It says grouper, huh? It says grouper, Steve. Grouper's a big fish. I like it when fish is blackened. I like that style of cooking fish. I like it blackened. Okay. I don't know how you do it. The first ever 3D it... printed fish fillet, a grouper, was created and tasted in Israel. When you say fish fillet, may I say... That I think filet fish. That's fine. So that's what was in my head was the McDonald's filet fish, hashtag Lent. And that's where my brain started. You remind me of a friend of mine who just discovered that possum is spelled opossum. And sure. now she's always saying opossum as if it's St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> she's always like, oh, look at, look at the opossum. I'm like, okay, are we really going full on O in this? She's like, yeah. did you know that? And I go, yes, I've taken SATs before. <laughs> you know? Yes. And does she know that she should soften it? Just like, oh, look, it's a possum. I don't look know. Possum. But it's interchangeable. You could say it either way. Mike? Yeah. Can you say it either way? It looks like you could say it either way. Can you spell it either way? Oh, possum. Yes. Yeah, it sure looks like that. Can we get a pronunciation? Wow. Um, it's not popping up here. Let me see Damn if it. I can. All right. Oh, no, no. I saw Man. a possum once play possum on our back porch. At my Same. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. House growing up. Same. It's crazy. Turned a light on and he was like dead. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Boy, they're super cute up, though. Man. I follow a couple uh, of opossums. No, they're not. On Instagram. Those yeah, long... no, they're sweet. No, the long flesh-like pink tail situation. Yeah, that I have. don't like. That's 
not well, that desirable. Comes with, that's a part of the possum. <laughs> okay. Part oh, and parcel. I'm possum. A possum. A possum. A possum. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Is there a Barack Opossum <laughs> joke that we can make there? I don't think so. Probably not. Uh, what's going Thank on you? with milk? Well, get it while you can, because oat milk has taken over. Gen Z, the Philadelphia Inquirer today has a whole thing about, uh, here's the headline, Gen Z is going all in on oat milk, prompting Philly coffee shops to adjust their lattes and their prices. People are loving oat milk. People are also loving almond milk. Mm -hmm. Point is, they're going for milk alternatives, which are crowding your shelves in the quote-unquote dairy section. Oh, yeah, for sure. At your local grocer. Thank you. And it's it's getting hot. Gen Z particularly is really into oat milk. And so they're wondering if milk needs to come out with a new campaign. They had the Got Milk. For, they, had, they had two great campaigns. Milk. It does a body good. Mm-hmm. That was a freaking awesome one. And then Got Milk was great. You had people like, it felt like... Remember the milk that does a body good? They were in front of like a gray canvas kind of a thing. And then got milk. They started always having the milk mustache, and it was great. You'd have all these famous athletes with it. Then there was that wonderful commercial of the guy calling in to a radio show to win like a big prize, but he couldn't say it because he had just eaten a peanut butter sandwich, <laughs> and it was got milk. And had he had yes, the milk, yes, yes. he could have won the money. Here it is. But Gen, Here we go. Gen Z, all they're right, going crazy. Let's go to the phones and see who's out there. Aaron Burr. Hello? Hello, for $10,000, who should... Aaron Burr. Excuse me? Aaron Burr. Hold on, let me go for milk. No! I'm afraid your time is almost up. Aaron Burr. I'm sorry. Is it Aaron Burr? He's trying to say Aaron Burr. Oh. And he's got like memorabilia all around. Like he's a super fan. He like knows everything about it, and he just can't get it out. That is a great. It was a very great clever commercial. commercial. That's Point awesome. is, they say that milk has to reclaim their mojo because oat milk is wildly popular now. Almond milk is wildly popular. Yeah, damn so. hippies. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. That's the number to call to play the College of Pop Culture knowledge when we come back. Good morning. Welcome back to the program. It's us, Ghana and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Let's play a little game. Time to go to college. College, college, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. As of yesterday, we are all knotted up once again. 48-48 is our score. Now keep in mind, all week long, we are uh, featuring music of the pop genre in just a different decade each year, or each uh, day, I should say. And I drew the year out, and uh, we are doing... 70s and before. So anything before the 70s pop mm. music today. Okay. That's okay. going to be the theme. 70s pop music. And uh, I believe it was Abby who's going to be playing with us. Abby. Hi, Abby. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Uh, we're happy that you're here. What's going on? 
Hey there. Huh? Hey, Abby. No. It's Abby Stevie Boy, your best friend. What are you going to do after you play this game with us today? Oh, I'm having trouble hearing you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> Abigail, can you hear me? I think you, asked, I think you asked what I was doing today. I'm heading into the office. Okay. Oh, skip work. Skip. Don't go in. Play <laughs> hooky. All right, Abby, you heard what the topic was. Pop music, 70s and before. Who do you want to team up with, Steve or me? I'll go with Steve. Okay. okay I'm going to turn girl. my volume down. Good day. You're my best friend. All right, Abby. Abby, we're going to put you on hold as well, so you hang tight here, and we'll come to you if Steve needs any help with these. Steve? Are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Pop music of the 1970s or before. Here we go. Before the youngest member left to become a solo star, this family group pumped out 13 top 20 hits and four number ones from 1969 to 1974. The Jackson 5. In 1977, this movie produced the best-selling soundtrack of all time, featuring massive hits mostly written and performed by the Bee Gees. Saturday Night Fever. This group, primarily known in the disco and dance world, achieved mainstream success with a huge hit that's title is an acronym. Um, I'm going to guess ABBA for the group. Oh, yeah. Do you mean the, the group's title? This group, primarily known for... Ooh, yeah, we will we'll uh, stick with that. We'll, you're going to stick with that. I'm going to reread these here for... Uh, you're listening there, uh, Abby? Yep, I am. All right. Uh, how'd you feel about uh, Steve's answers? I thought they were all great. Wouldn't change any. You won't change any. Okay. Sounds good. Well, Uh-oh, that means we should have changed one. <laughs> no, I didn't say that at all. So, Abby, we're going to put you back on hold, and we will bring Donna back in here. Donna, as she's uh, looking down, she was probably surprised. Slap on the glass. At how, like she's how quickly a, that went yes. in an animal exhibit at the zoo, Donna. Donna. Oh, here she comes. We just got her Hi. attention. Okay. All right. Hey, D-Bone is back in the building. Hi, Donna. Hey, guys. How'd it go? Yeah, I think I got two out of three, but I don't think I got the three. Okay. Ready to do this? I'm ready. Again, 1970s pop music is our theme today as we're rolling through the musical mayhem. We'll start with this first one. Before the youngest member left to become a solo star, this family group pumped out 13 top 20 hits and four number ones from 1969 to 1974. Oh, God, this could be the Osmonds, the Jackson 5, the Bee Gees. I'll get back to you. In 1977, this movie produced the best-selling soundtrack of all time. It featured massive hits mostly written and performed by the Bee Gees. That is Saturday Night Fever. And this group, primarily known in the disco and dance world, achieved mainstream success with a hit that's title is an acronym. Uh, ABBA? No, ABBA, no. Uh, Do you want to answer the first one? Yeah, oh, you have four seconds. Jackson 5. Okay. Let's run through these. We will uh, start it off with the first one before the youngest member ran off. You uh, went back and forth. You ended up settling there with the Jackson 5. And you're both correct. Yeah. Nicely done. Woo! Michael Jackson. Yes. We did it. The Jackson Love 5 it. there. All Good right. Job, Donna. Thank Finally, you, Steve. Thank you. or actually, I should say the second one here in 1977, this movie, you both caught the movie part of it, uh, was the best selling soundtrack of all time. The movie shared its name with the soundtrack, which was Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Nicely done. Dang Woo. it.
What'd you I say? Th- uh, what, you both- no, I got that, and now I know uh, the third I'll one. I'll reread. Like yes. I'll, I'll reread like the third one. Reread it, and then I'm going to re-guess, even though yes. ABBA stands for both of us. Yep. We both guessed ABBA. So again, and uh, it would, yeah, I, let me reemphasize again. Listen to this question. This group, primarily known in the disco and dance world, achieved mainstream success with a huge hit. That's title is an acronym. The hit the hits title is an acronym. It's an acronym. And the group is the Village People. The song is YMCA. That is correct. But neither of you said that. You both said uh, ABBA, so we're going to a tiebreaker. Yeah! Son Woo! of a bitch. If I just said who sung uh, YMCA, it would have been too easy, so I had to throw right? a little that bit of a, no, that <laughs> mix it up that was, a little bit. That was a brain teaser. All right, we are going to bring Abby back in here. Abby, can you hear us? Yep. Awesome. Well, we are going to uh, read this final question. Now, Abby, you are live as well here. So if you know the answer to this question, go ahead and yell out your name. That is going to be your buzzer. I'll stop reading the question and you can answer. Is everybody ready? Yes. Ready. Tie break again. 1970s pop music. Here we go. Despite the fact that Three Dog Night members described the song as a silly children's tune... This song was arguably the group's biggest hit with the opening line, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Steve. Steve. Okay, that's actually what I thought the name of the song was. I don't know why I chimed in. Jeremiah was a bullfrog was my guest. They're both, all three are singing it right now. Steve, you are on the clock. Do you have an answer? Joy to the world. I, yes, that's the win. There you go. Take it, Donna. You Thank did ring you. in, Steve, but it had been like 10 seconds since you rung no, in. No, so my it, time, it's, yeah, it's elapsed. Yeah. Absolutely. So, oh, congratulations, Donna. I sang this at my cousin Robin's wedding with my sisters on stage. Thanks. Really? Lead vocal? I think we were all just doing a group thing. The band was playing it. We were singing it. I was probably eight. To the world. That's her Slumdog Millionaire moment. That's why she knew it, and that's why she took the lead in the College of Pop Cultural Knowledge. Congratulations! Thank you! And sorry, Abby. Sorry, Abby. (laughs) Sorry, Abby. That's okay. (laughs) Thank you for listening. What do you do for work? What are you you doing today? What line of work are you in? Um, I'm in travel and tourism. Nice. We would like to travel and tour things. That is interesting. Yeah. For the state of Minnesota or just in general? For Minneapolis. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, promote, yep, promote Minneapolis. Love yeah. it. We love Wonderful. Minneapolis. Love Thank job. you for promoting uh, our beautiful city. We love you. <laughs> Thanks so much, you guys. Bye, Abby. Bye. Aww. Why do you think that people don't say I love you, too? Is that a Midwest thing? Uh... Or am I just breaking boundaries? Well, I think some people just don't use the term lightly. They save it for real love. Thanks. I have a question. <laughs> okay. I have a tip, but I'm not. I don't. I don't even know if I'm going to get to the tip. All right. I was out this morning. You've seen birds, right? You've seen these. I love the looking at birds. There's so many beautiful ones out right now, and I have a nest right outside my front door. Listen, I like birds. I was thinking back to, here's how my brain works. I looked over at this pond in our neighborhood and I was like, oh, and it kind of reminded me of the show Minnesota Bound. Ron Shera, mm-hmm. Laura Shera. I'm mm-hmm. forgetting the gentleman's name right now. Who does the show with Laura Shera? Forgive me. But anyway, I, when I first moved here, I started watching it because I was like, I want to get engrossed with like Minnesota life. And then I just stopped watching it. Anyway, last week I had this random thought midweek and I was like, it's been a while since I've watched Minnesota Bound. I should turn that on. So I turned it on. 
And I love the intro to it. I love seeing the reeds and the lake and the loon, and it all feels very cozy. So I looked over this morning on this walk and saw something that reminded me of that. And then it made me think of the episode that I watched this past weekend where they started the show with a bird watching tour. And I was like, here are all these bird watchers. And they're there. They've got some guides. They split up and go different directions. They're trying to see warblers or was it warblers? Gardeners? Oh, okay. Warbler sounds good. They're looking for birds. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like birds. I like birds. And then I started thinking about my backyard. And I don't know if I've even mentioned this on the show, but I've planted trees in my backyard and 15 of them specifically. <laughs> and I thought, I want some birds back here. Now, we always have birds that create a nest underneath our deck. Okay. And I will be honest, they just crap all over the place like mm -hmm. they're creating a Jackson Pollock. Yes. And it sort of becomes a bit of a nuisance. But I thought, I love birds. My parents had a bird feeder growing up. I loved watching the birds. If anybody has any good recommendations on A, a good bird feeder to get, B, the type of seed that attracts different sorts of birds so you're not seeing the same dumb sparrows every time, mm -hmm. and no offense to any sparrows listening, and uh, and then also... If I place them out in trees in the yard, I guess that would alleviate the I don't want birds crapping all over the deck railing yeah, but that's, and underneath the deck. You got to figure out the squirrel situation because the squirrels will go for you. You've got a squirrel um, what proof the feeders. Okay, uh, Miguel? Or you could add a little cayenne pepper in there with it and the squirrels won't touch it. Is that okay for the is birds? That, yes. They're totally cool with that. Okay. This I, is my unexpert opinion that we learned last year when we had a bunch of birds and we had a bird feeder. And again, the squirrels all came in doing their thing. And somebody I was reading said a natural way to get rid of them is some cayenne because they really hate the that spiciness that's in a pepper. And uh, squirrels will have it. And then they'll be like, oh, I'm not going to touch that again. Okay. And then the birds just live Conditioning their life. them. Okay. Yep. I would say for your kids, I think it would be fun to start with a hummingbird feeder. I, I love hummingbirds it's so and fun to see them birds who will naturally come around um and get some of the flowers that grow out of the hostas yeah but i i agree i wish they made the hummingbird feeder not so, so tacky yeah not so plastic and <laughs> it's got a red but, but and the red flowery. attracts them the right. red is what attracts i know but can't them. you make it cool and modern you're right That'd they all nice. look alike i've yes, never seen like one in... that doesn't look like that if you're thinking of a hummingbird feeder, you're thinking of a grandmother's backyard. Correct. Not because it's necessarily been seen in a grandmother's backyard, because that's the only one that they offer. It just looks like it was, they made it in the 1950s and said, we'll keep it. This is good. We have a call. But they are so fun to see. Hummingbird flap their wings 60 times per second. They're beautiful. I love them so much. Okay, let's go to the phones. We got Annie. Hi, Annie. Oh, hi. Hi, Annie. Welcome to hi, the Dining Steve Experience. Hi. What would you like to add? Well, I do love my birdies, my little bird feeders. I'm right in front of my office, right in front of the dining room. Um, okay, a couple tips. First, mm -hmm. you can hang the the bird feeders in the trees, but make sure they're up high enough because um, critters will come and eat the birdies. Or they won't come to the feeders if they're too close to the ground. So okay. you can do like a nice shepherd's hook in the backyard or off of the trees so it's away from your deck so you don't have the mess. Oh. Um also, you want to do, like, a little variety. Like, some of the bird feeders you have have, like, a little weight on it. So when the birds sit on it, they can get in. But if a squirrel jumps on it, it collapses and closes. Oh, so they gosh. won't get all that seed. Um, and, you know, of course, go over to either Fleet Farm or Menards and go up and down those aisles. And they've got different seeds for whatever else you want to bring in. So I always do a couple suets. 
So I get a lot of my songbirds. And then I do a nice blend. So I get my cardinals in there because my mother's with the cardinals. And then I do the thistle, which is to get all your little tiny little songbirds. Okay. Oh, you got all that, Steve? Hey, Annie, let me tell you yeah. what you were today. You And you listen up and you listen good. You were a blessing to this show. You hear me? You benefited us. <laughs> you benefited our that. listeners. We love you. She already knows, Steve. Thank you, Annie. Yep, good luck with that. Thanks, Annie. (laughs) Good luck with that. Donna, that's a cynical way to read that. (laughs) She said it positively. Good luck with that, Steve. Bye. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that, you idiot. (laughs) We got to go. All right, fine. Let's go. Let's come back, though. I'm going to tell you why people are not happy with your friends, Mark and Kelly. Mm Mm-hmm. Jeez. Got that oh, this is way. fake news. I read this. This is fake news. I'll, I'll, I'll save my defense for it. All right. right. Save it. We'll be Bye. right back. Hey, guys. What's up? Stevie Boy, four of my buddies over at the Canopy Group. Uh, you know, it's funny. I saw this uh, article this morning, and somebody is offering you, like, money to watch all the Fast and Furious movies. And then you can track all of the accidents that happen in them and see if you can get close to the total amount of damages that would be there in the insurance claims that would come with it. Very funny article, but it got me thinking, like, oh, yeah, I bet the Canopy Group would just eat that up. They would love it. Let us take care of all of the things that happen there in those Fast and Furious movies, which there are a gazillion of. Why? Well, they help people with auto insurance. They help people at claim time. Uh, That's when you want your insurance company to really be in your corner. So it's great when you get a great rate and you get it at a great price, both of those will come with the Canopy Group. When you make the switch, you're going to save, like, on average, over $800 when you switch your auto and homeowners. Uh, But when it's claim time, you want them to be there for you. I've had a listener call in and say, guess what? At claim time, they were unbelievable, the best we've ever had. You can check them out for yourself, thecanopygroup.com. Hey, guys. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Page 6 has a story about... Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos. Ever heard of them? Leave me out of this, dog. <laughs> Apparently. Okay, I see what you're saying about fake news, saying fans are upset about this. They have reportedly been taping episodes as far as two months in advance. And so they're like, more like pre-recorded with Kelly and Mark. Is this like an article that comes from like Facebook comments or... <laughs> Just like I don't know tweets. It's a page six article. Maybe they're following like the social comments. I don't know, Steve. Maybe they're reaching for a story. My understanding is, um, so they're one of the reasons why I say it's fake news is. Uh, remember Jimmy Kimmel Live? Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel Live. You can watch sure. it. Although it's in reruns right now because of the writer strike. But it used to be uh, people were in a little uproar years ago when they had to i think it was back in 2004 or something there was a curse word that made it on the air so then they had to go to pre-taped so it was no longer jimmy kimmel live because it was shot a few hours before it aired but initially when that show first launched it was like this is a late night talk show that's live you're seeing what's happening live right that's no longer the case but i remember there was some fake outrage back there uh but in addition to that like jimmy kimmel live they they don't shoot on fridays they always pre-tape that there are shows i remember we were in new york a few weeks a few weeks ago a few years ago and we were doing interviews with some different shows that at the time aired on abc and when we were talking with someone at a uh it was the meredith vieira show and 
I remember she said essentially, oh, like nobody works on Friday in New York. Like of these daily shows that you see. Oh, interesting. None of them do. I remember, um, and, and I was looking them up today too. I was like, what about Tamron Hall? Tamron Hall, I wonder if there's the same outrage there. I guess this is people getting upset because of the word live. live. Yeah. Um, Tamron Hall's show, like they do three days a week for five episodes. I remember back in the day, years ago. And by the way, live, I believe in this fake news article, <laughs> they say they're shooting ahead, prepping for a summer hiatus so that they can hopefully give people as much fresh content as possible during their summer hiatus. Okay. But nothing will appease the angry, you know, masses online. But mm. I remember when my mom, years ago, back in the Regis days, would say, oh, watch, this is when you can tell that this has been pre-taped because there would be like an outfit change or you would hear them not speaking specifically about news items of sure. that day. Right. And that was 30 years ago. Yeah. People going to be people, you know? PGP. That's what we've always said. Know, people right? people. And I, I suppose when they're married and they go on vacation, of course they're going on vacation together. So this was a way to adjust to do that because clearly Ryan Seacrest would have just had a different person filling in and the show would sure. remain topical. Yeah. But, maybe they, yeah, maybe they have a different way of going about that. The question really is when you bring up their vacation, am I ever going to get into guest co-host? What's, how do we? Oh, probably not, we, Steve. What do we? Yeah, that dream. How do we? Is shattered. Sorry. Donna. It'll be fine. You'll do this other things. This is like things. the sixth time in this show when you have unnecessarily and aggressively gone negative. You should never be a coach <laughs> of anything. I agree. Thanks. I just don't go over the top, okay? I could just use you coming to the surface, though. Hopefully, at some point, something will happen where you are able to fill in. Thank you. Was that so hard? Yeah. It looked like it, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of wincing going on. Anyway. Oh, um, well, maybe you can offer that up to Gelman and just say, hey, if they don't want to pre-tape, why don't yeah. I bet you're not going to be able to work with Kelly. I have an idea. Mark's going to take a day off at some point, right? He's going to go shoot something or something. If not. What's your idea? Oh, Lord. No. No, they're going to hear about all this fake news that you bring up trying to hit the beehive. Absolutely not. No, just because you're making higher pitched sounds doesn't get you in. No, you know how much I hate being on camera. That would never happen anyway. What if they said, what if they said, hang on. What if, what if live called you? Not me. They just called you. Mm -hmm. And they said, hey, we'd love you to come in and guest co-host just one day. We're going to give you one week's notice. And it's going to happen a week from today with Mark Consuelos. Would you turn down that opportunity? Probably. Donna I'm on the casino tour. I don't need any more stress. But maybe maybe you're not on the casino tour. Diane Sawyer's still doing great, right? She's probably got a couple of decades on you, and she's just marching on. Women in media, it's changing. Yeah, look at Jane. Our, the, sis, yes, Jane Polly. You, Donna. I would do Jane Polly's job. Just, how's that thing go? 
the opening? Oh, the longest. I don't know. You could just check in right now. If the show started on Sunday, the intro's still going. <laughs> the longest horn. Mike, they had me watch CBS Sunday morning a few years ago. They were like, just try it. Check it out. Because I really like 60 minutes. So then I tried it and was gobsmacked at how long the full horn intro is. Play the entire thing, and we won't talk until the end. Good morning. Happy <laughs> That's yeah, weird. it's long. 27 but, seconds to be exact. I'm Jane Pauley. But let me just say this. I don't right. think it's any longer than any other show intro that you sit it through. It is. It's a longer. What's unique about it is it is just a horn. And it's a like a wonderful, masterful playing of the horn. But it is just a solo horn. It would be like a 27-second drum solo. Or, hey, hi, it's the Today Show, and now here's a television commercial's length of just a flute. <laughs> but it's think different. of it in terms of an intro that has a song. Like um, anything. Just think of anything. Roseanne. Think the songs are definitely longer than what you just heard. There are some that are longer, but those are usually lyrics or there's some sort of a full song happening, not just a horn solo. We should dance. It's a standalone. It's unlike any other intro. That should be our new 30-second bumper music now, now that we know it's that long. (laughs) Yeah, there's a copyright issue, probably. Oh. Hey, everybody. Legal's here. Judge Wapner. Whatever. Uh, You want to do something when we come back? Let's talk about the writer's strike and shows that are going to be affected. I'm talking about scripted shows. We've got that and more coming up.